All right, welcome into the final hour of The Plank Show. We hit the road for the next two shows. Tomorrow we'll be at our regular Thursday hang, Cavens Construction. And then on Friday, what I hope becomes... Sorry, there was something on my shoe. I'm like, please tell me I didn't step in dog you-know-what. And I've been spreading it all over the floor here. I think that would be disappointing. I think it's just chicken feed. Y'all are good. You did a little bit from uh, Boss Hog and all of his chicks out there. But uh, we'll be at Riverwind on Friday. So if uh, if you want to come by, check out the great deals they have the box office. And just to say hi. Maybe get breakfast at our Perfect way to gear up for a big super regional. You ready to hit the top five stories of the day? I've never been more ready. I've got a lot. I've got a lot of stuff, Josh, that didn't make the cut for the top five stories really? of the day today. Yeah, Ma- yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to do like. There's a lot of stuff that just missed. Maybe we need a what didn't make the cut on right. the way out the door. Yeah, I like that. Like I, 11.50, I like, exactly. that could be our thing. So we'll do that then because there's a lot of little minute stories. But let's get after it. Top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, located off I-44. Do you know what exit that is off I-44 by chance? That's 107. 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat Newcastle Casino. Big story number five. Number five. So, because everyone's got a conference expansion or dissolving story to talk about, Barry Trammell dipped his toe in that water. I believe this was from this morning's article. And says he's talked to a coach, a source that's a coach, that believes Colorado is on its way to the Big 12. Now, I Barry's forgotten more about journalism than I'll ever know. But I would add, I feel like coaches are the last to know anything <laughs> when it comes to conference realignment or conference expansion. A lot of times these ad- administrators don't seem to know. Exactly. So, um, because I have somebody that literally every time any one of these stories pops up, oh, d- Pac-12's doomed. Like, I just kind of feel like this is another report packaged in a different way. You know, there is – we all lose our minds about how great the Pac, the Big 12 TV deal seems to look. But, again, I'll go back to this point. It's not that massive of an upgrade for some of these Pac-12 schools. Uh, it might just be a security situation. It might be solid foundation. Oh, well, it's places. definitely that. Absolutely. W- with Oregon – and Washington and Cal and Stanford, one foot out the door as soon as the Big Ten calls. Sure. The yes, the security of the Big Twelve would have to be attractive. And I mean, this again, this is something that is said about the current state of the Big Twelve, and some take it as a knock, and it's really not. It's it's the reality. Nobody's trying to poach any of those schools from the current Big Twelve, right? You don't. The only one who might have a chance is Kansas. Because of basketball. Right. I mean, no one is knocking or beating down Kansas State's door to have them join the SEC or the Big Ten. Or Baylor or Tech. Right. Anybody. So that's – you are secure in your numbers. And it's – you know, it's a place, I think, for a lot of schools, even as bad as Colorado has been, you think, we can go there and win. 
right? We can go there. Oregon, you go to the Big 12, and you're instantly the, the top dog in that conference. So, Dion running the Big 12. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get too carried away on anything. And like I've said many times on this show, I don't know what the future truly holds. But I, I feel like we were due for another kind of week of rumors. So you had the, you know, Andrew Marchant saying that the Pac-12 and ESPN isn't necessarily close on anything right now, which, again, shouldn't be shocking if you've paid attention to this process throughout. Um, you would add that, you know, maybe those TV deals aren't near what the Pac-12 thought it would be. And you wonder, did George Klyvkov just misplay his hand or does he have like an ace up his sleeve? Whichever way it is, I'm still a firm believer the Pac-12 can survive. I mean, you're getting another seat at the table. And in every single conversation that we have about these types of stories, what ends up being the end game? They're all happy together. So I don't know if this is just a bunch of noise or what, but Sean brings up, a, I, have, I have the text lined up. Sean writes, the Big 12 increase is completely erased by inflation, but I agree with you on stability. There you go. That's it. That, that's and it. That's, that's okay. This isn't about more money. This is about stability. Well, it's a little bit about – it's about not getting way less, way, 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 way less money. That's right. It's, it's about not getting a Mountain West conference paycheck of the future because the Big 12 – share what it's going to get is still I mean it's sizably less absolutely than the Big Ten or the SEC but we knew it was going to be that way Mm -hmm. but it's it's sizably more than group of five conferences absolutely Uh, significantly right and and to maintain that type of status for the Texas Techs the K-States and for for the BYUs and the UCFs and the Cincinnati's of the world it's a pretty sweet deal for Houston. It's a pretty sweet deal right. to join that. And again, when you start looking at okay, the Pac-12 and where they're at, and if Oregon and Washington, if they get the if they get the go ahead, they're gone tomorrow. Plank for everybody else, yeah. I mean, for Colorado, for Arizona, for Arizona State, for Utah, if they get the the chance to have that stability to get something that is definitely better than a Group of Five situation, they're jumping at it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But in that same vein, these decisions aren't made at an al- in an athletic department. These decisions are made by presidents, and usually the last people to know are those in the athletic department. So to bring it full circle, I don't get too carried away about what a coach says. I actually don't get too carried away about what an administrator says because, again, the people that know anything about conference realignment – are a very, very small, minute amount of people. Presidents, Board of Regents. And unless an AD is feeling braggadocious or a president is, he's probably not going to run down and tell a coach. And I sure as heck guarantee you, he's not telling 99% of the people who are reporting on it on Twitter that you dopes continue to retweet into my timeline. Well, typically good businessmen and businesswomen – don't report on a deal that's not done. Typically, you don't brag about the deal until the deal is finished if you're any sort of good at striking deals. Absolutely. All right, so anyway, that's that's I, I love the article. It's a good point. We're looking at you, Kevin Warren. We're looking at you, Kevin Warren. 
Uh, and, and really good stuff from Barry uh, talking to a coach. But like I said, I'm not going to – Barry Trammell's sharp. He's got it figured out. So, obviously, he's felt very confident riding this. I also don't know what kind of massive upgrade it is for the Big 12 to bring in Colorado. I love what Dion is, is doing as far as building things up. But it's not like you're bringing in a team that's winning national titles or winning conference titles no, or playing in bowl games. I, I think it just theoretically would – Further the stability of the Big 12 being here long term. Sure. You're not getting picked off. Agreed. All right, big story number four. Number four. NFL news. So we had training camp yesterday, OTAs, if you will. Um, oh, gosh, all kinds of stuff on Aaron Rodgers. Here's what Robert Salas said about the first workout with A.A. Ron. He's closer to a coach than he is a player at this point in his career. He's a fantastic mind. He's a fantastic conversation. So he's uh, he's been it's been all positive. He is a uh, still a kid in a in an old man's body. He is uh, he's he's having a blast. Uh, Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach, on Tua working with falling better, working with martial artists and working in the martial arts this off season. I've seen a guy that's followed through. Um, with his words, as well as any young young man I've ever I've I've come across in my career, uh, you, you want to talk about, um, you know, going above and beyond, you know, training uh, martial arts that he's done this off season. Um, it was so obviously beneficial that we've incorporated it into uh, some of our drill work that we'll do with the quarterbacks. Interesting. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, Justin Fields. I think every year is a big year. Uh, I mean, that's I don't really have anything to you know ex- expand on that. But uh, for me, every year is a, a big year, um, and I'm excited to show. By the way, that's a cut. I feel like you could play <laughs> for any player at any player. Any player. <laughs> I know. Uh, and Kyle Shanahan was asked about Brock Purdy's timeline. It's not really a moving target. It's that. Only God knows, and it's all estimates, so it depends what quote people have got from me. But, I mean, we're hoping for week one, and I feel pretty optimistic about that. Um, that's what we're hoping for. He'll be ready to play in week one, and usually that doesn't mean that's the day he comes back. Usually you got to come before that to make that goal, and that's kind of the goal we're hoping for, and don't have any reason to think differently. Can I swing back to Justin Fields real quick? Sure. <laughs> there, there was another quote that they were playing on NFL Live or one of one of those shows, and I was watching yesterday. He uh, he had another quote that was talking about the offense. Oh, I just feel great in the offense. You know, another year in the offense. Obviously, you're more comfortable. It was so cliche, so coach speak that I came away from it thinking, like, this is not going to work out with <laughs> Justin Fields. It's like too coach speak to sound good. It made me feel less confident about what was going on because it was so, it was so manufactured. The messaging, it's like, oh man, things are not going well. Oh, what's going on in Chicago? That seems like it's too weird. Uh, and and by the way, one final note. So OTA is going on. You get a lot of football press conferences and highlights, but you also every so often get a little news like Jim Irsay letting the cat out of the bag that we're going to get some more time with Roger Goodell. Basically, I think it's just. You know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's, but but it's 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 done. You know, through you know, roughly you know, March to uh, twenty twenty seven. Okay, March twenty. So um, that's always good news. But I, you know, I think um, you know, I think we still have to rubber stamp it. Uh, 
so to speak, but it's, it's virtually done. So would you say 2027 then would be the last year that Roger Goodell is the commissioner of the NFL? I mean, yeah, I'd think so, but we thought maybe he was about to be finished right now. That's true. It, it is – yeah, there's some high-stress stuff involved with it, but, man, it ain't that high-stress for the millions no. that he's getting paid. No, not at all. All right, um, anything else in the NFL that you saw yesterday? I, like you, was watching a little bit of uh, the NFL around camp, the NFL – what do they call that damn show? NFL, NFL Live. NFL Live, NFL Now. Yeah, I was watching a little bit of everything yesterday, but – I don't know. It, a lot of people are really high on one Sam Howell. That's which, one thing. Which, that's a really good show. For for everything that ESPN does terribly wrong, their NBA Live and NFL Lives are pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, big story number three. Number three. Softball today. You get the Patty Gasso press conference coming up at 245 this afternoon. So there's something to look forward to. We'll have everything from Coach Gasso tomorrow on this very radio program. And if you missed our interview with JT Gasso, it is available on the podcast page, kref.com, or search KREF however you consume podcasts. Uh, here's we, we have the updated start times. Now, Oklahoma start times are still set 1 o'clock tomorrow, uh, Friday, 1 o'clock Friday, and then noon on Saturday. 1 o'clock Friday, noon on Saturday. What Josh, time are they playing? 1 o'clock Friday, noon on Saturday. Meanwhile, last night, ESPN changed a couple of start times. The Georgia-Florida State game, game two on Friday, will be at 7 o'clock. Northwestern versus Alabama will be at 7 o'clock on Friday night. And that late window will be Louisiana Lafayette versus Washington and San Diego State versus Utah. Really, who is on upset alert. Not, I mean, take uh, Oklahoma out of the equation. Who, who elsewhere in these Supers is on upset alert? Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State very much on upset alert, especially with the way that Oregon played last week, man. But Oklahoma State looked like it was like back like, to early season OSU. The only two runs Oklahoma State gave up were on wild pitches. I mean, that's how, that's how good they were um, defensively and pitching – on what would that be Friday and Saturday Sunday last week um so would it be an upset if Northwestern got there instead of Alabama would you consider that an upset based on the seedings it would be I mean to me yeah it would be that that would be more mild than say you know Georgia beating Florida State would be very surprising how about I give you three all right, I'll give you three on upset alert. One, Texas is going to beat Tennessee. Really? So put yeah. Tennessee, yeah, put okay. Tennessee on upset alert. And remember this, folks, Chris Plank, the same individual that said Tennessee and OU were on a collision course. I've learned a little bit more about Tennessee's approach. and Feeling a little less confident? I'm feeling a little bit less confident. I like least, it. Hey, at least in their matchup with Texas. I, I appreciate a sports analyst or broadcaster or reporter that is subject to change. That yeah. can accept that, hey, I've seen different information. I'm making a different opinion going forward. Um, what, what, it's kind of funny because I said four teams are slam dunks to go to the Women's College World Series. Oklahoma. 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 Oklahoma, no. <laughs> Oklahoma Florida State, UCLA, and Tennessee. Tennessee right? Yeah, right. The, Those, the top four. Okay, one of them's already gone. I'm picking the other one to get knocked out. 
And my second team I'm putting on upset alert is Florida State. Oh, wow. Because, Josh, Georgia can mash. Georgia can mash. And I've, I've been impressed with them. So, I would throw – but I also – listen, man, I think I think you mentioned Utah. I think we've all kind of like rubber-stamped Utah in because we see them as the 15 seed in San Diego State. But San Diego State, man, they impressed me this weekend. So, those would be my three. Florida State. Tennessee and Utah, I would have on a upset alert this weekend. Uh, and a good question, just real quick, off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line in the middle of our conversation about softball, which is brought to you by Orthostat in Norman. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is 405-515-5575. Sean asks, why are they constantly giving these games two-hour windows? Because TV has yet to look in the mirror and say, it's me Hi, I'm the problem. It's me when it comes to the length of these games. Taylor Swift reference for those that might not have noticed. It's all I hear in my car right now. Because ESPN is the devil, Bobby. That's right. Uh, They actually do an incredible job, but they also are the reason why these games last longer. (laughs) I mean, I just that's still the thing to me. They want to get on. They want to get on Twitter and say softball needs to implement a pitch clock, and it's like softball has a pitch clock. Well, Beth Moens right. got on Twitter and did right. that. Softball has a pitch clock. There is a there there is a rule that's in place, and it's on the umpires to enforce. Right? No, they don't need a pitch clock. They need you to quit adding a minute thirty to every single commercial break. They need you to stop spending five minutes talking to a coach between innings. Let's go. I mean, this is a you problem, guys. And I know and that. Gals. You, I, everyone, we need to fix things, right? We need content, Everything needs to be fixed, but right? Yeah. <laughs> collectively, as sports analysts and media members and fans, can we just enjoy it for once? Yeah. I mean, not everything is broken and needs fixing. I am so mad about how long these games are lasting. I'm like... I'm so I'm irritated not. with how long these incredible games in this wonderful right. opening weekend of the softball tournament is lasting. This game took two hours and 14 minutes. It was outside of our window. I'm like, was it a good game? Yeah, it was awesome, but it was over two hours. <laughs> I'm so frustrated by this incredible inventory that we uh, own the rights to. Uh, all right. Um, so, again, Patty Gasso is speaking with the media today. We'll have highlights of it for you coming up tomorrow. And I'm sure Tyler and uh, Travis will be – is Ted in today or is Ted on vacation? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to count on the Ted. The schedule's gone, so. <laughs> I mean, of course it is. But, anyway, we'll uh, we'll have complete coverage of Coach's presser coming up tomorrow. All right, big story number two. Number two. We are two hours and 21 minutes into the Plank Show on this gorgeous Wednesday day. And we have yet to talk about one of, like, a historic performance. Because last night, the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat in convincing fashion. Now Tatum with the swagger, crossover, step back three! I love this. The Celtics won by final. That was the Celtics radio network, in case you couldn't tell. Oh! Tonight was about the Celtics showing their heart, playing with pride. They did it, and they roar from behind, and they send a message to the Miami Heat that we're not done yet. The final score in game four, Boston 116, Miami 99. It's the first time that a team down 3-0 won a fourth game by double digits. 
And they were down by nine in the third quarter. Had that 18-0 run and totally flipped things. I kind of thought it was over in the third quarter. I may have stopped watching. Well, me too. Uh, Is there any chance, any chance Boston can make history? Sure. I think so. That's a good basketball team. It really is. So let's see here. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Boston Red Sox, the first to erase a 3-0 baseball deficit. Right, right. Could the Celtics be the first to erase a 3-0 basketball NBA series deficit here? Yeah, exactly. 5-7 at home. Mm. That helps. I think you're right. I, You know what? Suddenly, if they win tomorrow, they put some pressure on Miami. I do think top to bottom, they're the better team. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just they don't have the best player. Jimmy Butler. That's right. Here's what Eric Spolster said last night after the game. I'm not expecting a, a, a great player like Tatum uh, to have multiple, you know, off nights. You have to do things that will exceed it. And if guys bring their A game, we've proven that we can still win. There you go. Eric Spolster. Wow. Uh, so if they play their best, they're going to have a chance to win. <laughs> <laughs> We're really getting some great cuts today in the top five stories of the day, aren't we? All right, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, it's all about the Big 12 baseball tournament. Game one is about to be a run rule win for TCU. They uh, Last I saw it, 16-2 to two in the bottom of the sixth inning. So... Just pure utter dominant. There was a chance. There was a chance. It was ten to two. There was one out. Kansas State Bags had the juiced. bases loaded, and they they couldn't push across any more runs. And from that point, outside of first pitch, you were like, "Yeah, this game's over." Yeah, it, it also that first inning kind of looked like things were over. Yeah, not good. Meanwhile, we're counting down to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Skip Johnson was on with Toby earlier, and he talked about OSU and what's impressed him. Well, there's no doubt about Pistons all about timing, and you got to try to disrupt their timing as much as possible. So, I mean, they're they're good, and uh, um, and I mean, they are hot right now, and they're big and they're strong and they're uh, they're older. Uh, there's a lot of things that they do, a lot of a lot of good things, and. Uh, you just got to make sure you play baseball and play defense. You got to get your outs on time and you got to get ahead and uh, you got to, you know, you got to take it one pitch at a time. I mean, it's, that's the thing. You, I mean, you can't just go out there and, and not be present. You got to be present. You, to be a good team, you got to be present and you got to make plays that sometimes you normally don't make. There you go. OU, OSU. We'll get Josh's pick next. It's a 4 o'clock first pitch. All right, when we come back right here on the home of Sooner fans, let's hit the best of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, plus a new segment, Things That Just Missed the Cut of the Top 5 Stories of the Day, right here on The Ref. Did you see that text from uh, Sooner Gundy? No. What, what does it say? He writes, this guy has been making a lot of appearances on the show today. Hashtag Coach Speak. Captain Obvious. <laughs> yes. All of our cuts today have been coach speak. I don't know why. I'm sorry, but yeah, a lot of it's really the Fox Sports uh, staff. Right. It, it, it was the Justin Fields thing, I think, that triggered all of us. Where it's like, yeah, you know, every year's a big year, and we're gonna play real hard. Well, and, and, and everywhere I look with the NFL, they're playing that cut, and it's so <laughs> boring. Like, guys, I know it's only OTAs, but come on, I, is this is this real? Is Bamba Tom with us? Celtics Tom. 
Oh, Celtics, Tom. All right. What's going on, Bama? Tom, how are you? Hey, hey, guys. I, the first Celtics game I saw was 1973 when I was living in uh, Milwaukee. Well, actually, Wauwatosa. And the Bucks had Kareem, who had just changed his name from Lou Alcindor to Kareem. And then the Celtics had Havlicek and Cowens. Um, I still have the program from that. But, hey, help me understand with the Celtics team, are they bipolar? What, what's their deal? <laughs> Because it's, I could see losing the series in seven. I could see that Miami feels like a Denny Crum Louisville team peaking at the right time. Nice what's analogy. the Celtics deal? Um, that's a good question. Maybe their supporting cast hasn't stepped up the way that they have throughout the season. Al Horford has had some big games. Uh, Williams has had some big games. But I, I think they're trying to – this is my basketball analysis, Tom. You ready? I yeah. think they're trying to put too much on Jason Tatum. And last night was a good example of seeing Jalen Brown do a little bit more, Marcus Smart do a little bit more. I felt like that they were more balanced. You got a superstar, let him right. cook. But I also think that they were trying to rely on him to do just too much. And I think they flat I mean, out in this series just got stunned in the first two yeah. games in Boston, and that, that changed everything. G- game three, midway through, it's like the, the team mentally had totally quit, and then they – Recalibrate it a little bit to uh, to stave this thing off, and I don't think this thing's totally done yet. Now with uh, Game Five no. shifting back, I mean you got to go steal one more. Well, yeah, obviously you got you got to take care of business at home and then go steal one, but I don't think it's totally over. All of a sudden, now the the odds are it's, it's easy to win one or two games. It's hard to win three in a row. Miami did that, so the problem if you're a Miami fan, are are we complacent in the and the Celtics fan, or is my team mentally tough enough? It, it's going to be interesting, but the odds are not in their, you know, Hunger Games, if the odds are not in their favor. Well, nobody's I mean, done it's, it. It's hard to win. Yeah, it's hard. That, then that's why, because it's hard to it's hard enough to win four out of seven, but to make it three in a row, that's just a really, as we lawyers say, a really untenable package. By the way, my nephew works at the Thai restaurant, so shout out to Liam. Uh, he works at that restaurant. He's a freshman at OU. And my middle brother, Michael, is a diehard OU fan. So one time at my Knights of Columbus meeting, Jamal Holloway was there. I had him call my brother Michael and prank call him. Anyway, <laughs> roll tide. You guys are awesome. Bye. Bye, Bama Tom. There you go. Are you a Thai food guy, Josh? Oh, I, I, I wouldn't say that I love it, but mm-hmm. I like it. I'm more of – I would – Rather have Indian food. Okay. But uh, I like Thai food. I would rather have Mexican food, but I like Thai food. Okay. I have become a big Thai food guy. I know What's I'm very, your go-to? Chicken pad Thai. I know it's very basic, right? That's very basic. But I love it. I think it's great. And then I'll always mix it up. I don't – I mean, I'm not – I don't know what half that stuff on the menu is. But I'm like, yeah, just give me that thing. Let's see uh, if I like it. Goat curry, please. Does it have mushrooms in it? Yeah, I'll eat it. Let's go. Does it have a tiny little corn on a cob? Let's go. That actually actually sounds pretty good now that we're talking about it's it. It's funny. You're mentioning I've got to plan a day tomorrow, and I'm like, dang, Thai food sounds pretty pretty good for lunch right now. I think I'm going to go. Hey, by the way, can school start back up now? Um, I'm kind of tired of the girls being at home. Like, can we start school back up? I mean, my gosh. Teachers, uh, y'all deserve raises. I don't know how. Now, granted, you don't get a, you don't get a fourteen-year-old and a nine-year-old in that same room, right? So you don't have World War Three like I constantly do. I'm on the. Go- I don't have an afternoon show now. It's kind of we get a little break and I get a chance to, 
you know, rejuice, recharge. And I am spending more time, Josh, going to events than I ever have in my life. I'm, in fact, at 11.45, we're going mobile for our final segment because I got to go pick up my daughter and take her to Lexington for a horse lesson. And then when we're done with that, I got to bring her back over here for something else. We got to be at church at 5. It's just, you're all over the map. I'm like, I just, sure, I want to sure, sure. sit home. I won't go home. I won't do anything. Well, and especially, I mean, you got a big broadcasting weekend coming up. Coming up, I got to rest my voice. So, the I forgot what Bama Tom talked about. The school's out summer. Mm -hmm. When? How did that come to be a thing? It's awesome when you're growing up and you're a kid and school's out. I mean, away we go. It's great. And summers seem to to last forever, right. right? When you're a kid, I mean, it's like, oh man, this this is the greatest summer of my life. How did that become a thing? Whose idea was that? Someone who hates parents. <laughs> right? Clearly. I think that's who it is. Someone said, we don't need to work during the summer. You just make these parents do their job. Meanwhile, parents are like, no, 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 no. It was why I was never a fan of year-round school until I had three kids. And at that point, I was like, dude, year-round school. Pretty good idea. Not a bad idea at all. Oh, and I know some of you are like, oh, I can hear you right now. Stop it, Plank. It's just, it's okay, call me in a week, all right? You just got your kids home. Mine have been home for a week now, all right? You come call me after they've been there for a week, all right? Trying to make me feel bad for this. TCU um, is two outs away from run ruling, uh, run ruling Kansas State, but <laughs> in a 16-3 game, Kansas State has runners at second and third in the top of the seventh inning. Just strike out already. Get it over with. Uh, this dude right here, I don't know who it is for Kansas State that's at the plate. He's terrible. I mean, he has just been terrible in this game today, which means he's, of course, going to – and there's a wild pitch. Do, oh, can't, the player decided to stay at third. I can't get thrown out at home. Not not when you're trailing by uh, – Well, that 13. is true. You're down 13 runs. Why risk it? Yeah, you can't risk uh, giving <laughs> Unless out Unless the guy at second is like, just get thrown out. I want to go home and have – I want to go back to the hotel and have our lunch and so we can go to bed. Season's over for K-State, almost. K-State, not a good morning soft, uh, baseball team. Let's just go ahead and tag that down 16 Massive uh, two-and-barbecue candidate today. <laughs> hey, the good news is if you're Oklahoma and you lose today to Oklahoma State, you got to feel really good about playing Kansas State tomorrow after what we're witnessing right here. All right, quick break. Thanks for the call, Bama Tom. We'll hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the home of Sooner fans. The Ref with Josh Shalmer. I'm Chris Plank. It is a final. Kansas State has been run-ruled by TCU in the first game of the Big 12 tournament. 16-2. How to watch ESPN Plus the rest of the day. Oh, is that what it shifts to now? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. No, that's great news. Oh, is it? Yeah, heck yeah. Did, flip, now, flip on Hulu and ESPN Plus is right there. It's beautiful. Well, I'm not I'm not a Hulu guy yet. I'm a You need to just do the bundle. I'm that's what I'm moving towards. Here's a here's the problem. If you already have Disney Plus, you can't just call and be like, Hey, I want the bundle. Sure you can. No. You've got to have you've got to like unsubscribe. There's a process to well, it. Well then just unsubscribe and resubscribe. I'm trying. We're going it's it's it could be made a lot simpler. And well, ES- I, I don't disagree with you on that. If, if you right. can't just be like, hey, I want the bundle. Then Give me the bundle to this. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Well, how you much, signed up for this. How and- much longer do you have on your Disney Plus deal? 
I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like six months, like, well, we can add him, but you, it's just, it's. Yeah, that's stupid. They, they, they got to get that part. Go reach, out. go read the FAQs because we were ready to make that jump, and and I had everyone on board with it, and literally, it's a pain in the backside. Didn't you get a couple calls on Monday when I left about ESPN Plus, or did I dream that? Yes, we did. Yeah, we Bill called in about ESPN Plus. It's still very frustrating to some people I know. A lot of the olds, like myself, are not big fans. But if someone has had a better experience than I have, help me out. I'd love any of the help. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that was a thing. So, yeah, so. so you can't just add the bundle. Like for, if you have ESPN Plus or Disney Plus, or in the case, we well, have both, Disney Plus. It's like, no, no, you got to wait until – Cause, and by the way, we're different because we pay yearly, so we pay annually, which is a great deal. If you just do the monthly thing, you're getting ripped off, right? You you, you do yearly, and you're set. Yeah, you, so. you save a little bit for sure. Um, true. So, do you want to hear a couple of these text messages? Absolutely. Kenneth Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Um, true, right? So do you feel like – you feel some like – do you feel like we're getting deeper into the season with get better competition and we've seen the end of the pitcher carousel against the Sooners? That seemed very desperate at the time. Uh, uh, no, I don't think we've seen the end of it. Do you? No, no. I would say no and, and maybe. I think you'll still see as soon as there is the first sign of trouble for any team that has a little bit of depth in pitching, they're going to make a move outside of maybe Clemson. Like Clemson is very much like Washington and Washington came in here with Gabby playing. Uh, we were talking about the time of games and how long they last. Or if Fouts was healthy and you had Alabama here, I mean, exactly. it'd be like that. Uh, from the 580, we can't help so many others play over 47 inning or more games than we do. That's right. You simpletons out there. 405 writes, I don't know why everyone is upset about how long softball games take. OU tries to end it in five innings every time <laughs> out. And I want to be clear. I want to be clear. This was from a – uh, a tweet that a couple of people seemed to to jump on, like, what, three weeks ago, that just at the time made zero sense to me. Zero sense. Oh, these games are taking so long and blah, blah. I'm like, well, first of all, get on the umpires for not implementing the 10-second um, the rule, number one. Number two is stop taking so long your damn commercial breaks. There you go. I fixed it for you. Uh, Sooner Gundy writes, Roger Goodell makes around $50 million a year. He isn't going anywhere. Yeah, he's he's sticking around for a little bit. I don't disagree with that. Five years, I get a quarter of a billion dollars? Sure, yeah, I, I think I can do that. Uh, from the 405, what does an OU ever play in the Clearwater Classic in Florida that all the top teams seem to play in at the beginning of the year? Well, because it sucks. That's why. All right, there you have it. From Brooke. What did Caleb Kelly say? Nobody likes Oklahoma, and Oklahoma doesn't like anybody either. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and just to be clear on the Clearwater thing, we went the first year. I don't think they had their ducks in a row. Everything is too spread out. It looks great on TV, but there's only one field next to you. You've got a hit and warm up and a bus ride away. It's just not – it looks cool on TV, and a lot of people are doing it, but it's not as conducive and easy as, say – what Oklahoma has had in Los Angeles with the Mark Campbell Classic. And I don't know if the Mark Campbell Classic is going to stay in L.A. or if it's going to be you know, maybe up north or what, but I think Oklahoma is pretty committed to that event. And, by the way, some pretty big teams came to that event this year. UCLA, Stanford, 
Washington, Oklahoma. Three of those four teams are still alive in the Super Regionals. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to bend the knee to ESPN on that. OU this year has not struggled for non-conference games. No, I mean, the, not the schedule's at all. been great. Right. Um, Jesse G, here's the thing. People are generally good. That is why you tend to like these softball coaches. But stress reveals character. Coaches and players see other coaches under that stress. Yeah, I, you know, and again, I am pretty fortunate that even in those most stressful situations, I, uh, I got to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not really too privy to a lot of those stressful situations. Angry Ronnie, it sucks. Every other team plays in it. I just told you, it, it, it sucks from a logistical perspective. And every other team doesn't play in it. Oklahoma likes the setup it's got. I mentioned four freaking teams, you dope, angry Ronnie, that went there and are three of them are still alive in the World Series. Every team doesn't go there. Angry Ronnie, do you Jeez, like don't muscle me, cars? Don't get me triggered, Ronnie. Um, Let's see, where is this? I like this. I like this. Do you drive limos, Ronnie? Do, do, are you marrying Stephanie and you're mad because Howard isn't going to your wedding? <laughs> Thanks. Um, Thanks for uh, playing along here. Well, it, it's the new bit now. He's like, have you listened recently? Ronnie's very mad that Howard's not going to his wedding. So it's it's become a thing on the show. It's hilarious. Uh, it's good. Jay writes, because you were asking, when did this all start with summer vacation and how do kids even get off? Several people. Jay from Adele writes, in old times, uh, kids needed out of school to harvest crops for their family. Fascinating. I'm, I'm fine to go back to those days. The 918. Summer vacation is based in students helping on the farm in the summer. Yeah, it's that easy. Uh, Daryl and Teller writes. Somebody said it's outdated. I agree with you. <laughs> Cinnamon school oh, all year long. Bow in Murray County. It's outdated. And we do need year-round school. I'm with Plank. Oh, absolutely. I, I knew there had to be a reason why you didn't go to school in the summer. And now I'm educated. I, I appreciate learned. that. I learned. Um, and then there is this. Uh, give me your top five in the AFC this year. Uh, let's do it out the door because we got it. We got a bolt. And uh, I'm not going to have time to get the things that we missed. So we'll hit it next. Top five in the AFC to wrap up for each of us. Mine's going to be very simple and very – Basic. We'll get to it next on the ref. Alright. Are you ready, Josh? I'm a ready. Very thorough list that I'm going to follow up on to wrap up this show. Very important, very thorough. Top five teams in the AFC West. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the list. Everybody's chasing the Chiefs. Have a great day. I mean, seriously, it's just it's they're gonna you're going to have because everyone's got to create a little bit more content, all of this. Well, I don't know. About, and if the Chiefs are going to lose a game or two this year, and then it's going to come. I just don't know. No, I know. I've seen this play before. I've read this book. I've watched this series. Um, everybody's chasing Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, and we're going to be chasing. So uh, give me five through one all being the Chiefs. You think that's a fair list? Kansas City's the favorite. I still I have Buffalo two, Cincinnati three, Baltimore four, and I'm sort of wait and see with five. Debating Jacksonville and Miami. So you're you're kind of against my one through five being all Kansas City right now. I mean, I think, I think I'm trying to put the reverse jinx. <laughs> I think Buffalo and Cincinnati are really good. I think you've got to me a clear top three, 
And I've said it before, we've seen Cincinnati do it once, but I think it's a matter of time before one of those two, Buffalo or Cincinnati, breaks through and then wins the Super Bowl. I'll tell you what I think might be pretty good this year, and it sucks for me based on my Sunday night show. I think Miami might be pretty good this year if Tua stays healthy. And not really because I think they're going to be a juggernaut offensively. I think – and I really like the addition of Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. I think that that is uh, – I think it's a rock star move, and they got some dudes on defense. Uh, I, You know what? It's funny. Maybe I'll just keep sleeping on Cincinnati, right? I've never really been all that high on Cincinnati, and all they do is just keep making the, the AFC championship game. So, you know, maybe I'll just keep doubting, and they'll keep getting better and better and better. But I, I think the Chargers might actually be pretty good this year. I mean, that, that pains me to say, but they made a couple of nice moves this offseason. Uh, you know what? I'm sick now. I had to give credit to the, the Chiefs and the Chargers, and I'm not feeling so well. So I think I'm going to go drink some, something will make me throw up. I mean, what, what gives you chills still when you think about it? Uh, oh, yeah, Jägermeister. Go have a shot of Jägermeister. That, ooh, I can get chills thinking about it. But, no, I think it's the Chiefs division. I think the UFC is going to be fun, though, in that battle for number two. Um, and, I, and I'll be curious to see if Denver is any better under Sean Payton. But fun way. Fun way to wrap the show up and make me miserable about how bad the Raiders are. Hey, y'all have a great rest of your Wednesday. Um, Life Havens tomorrow with a lot of softball talk. A super regional play will be underway, and we got you covered courtesy of Ortho Stat right here on the Home of City Show.